road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Profession Confession. I am your host, Gabe Noah. Sitting next to me, as always, is the, uh, the beautiful Carmelicious. Hello, people. You look beautiful tonight. As all, <laughs> I love the way you look, and it uh, really takes care of his body. This week's episode is uh, is a really good one. I'm excited for people to hear. Uh, we're we're going off format here. This is not about a profession. I know how much that enrages our listeners, but um, um, well, I don't know. It's a great episode. This guy. Had what it, what is a nightmare for a lot of people. I think anyone who's been in a fight in college or done dumb shit, you always kind of wonder like how something could have gone the wrong way. Well, this motherfucker had his putt lipped out to say the least. Um, <laughs> he uh, he was in a fight at like a festival, and one, you know one clean uppercut and killed a guy. And his story is, you know, he, he was generally, he had a, um, a hard past and all that stuff, but from meeting him, I talked to him a lot, you know, to get this uh, to happen. Actually, we have a real assist from Nick Swardson. We got a shout out Nick Swardson on, uh, yeah. on uh, referring him to us. So that's, uh, why don't you come be on the fucking show, actually. Uh, but thanks for <laughs> referring people to. Um, open door to Nick Swardson. And... Um, he was a great guy. I mean, really, I mean, he's better looking than maybe both of us. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, we're better looking than him. But he's, uh, other people might think that. Um, he looks like Derek Jeter, so we refer to him as Jeets because we're f- creative geniuses. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a, it's a very good conversation, man. I mean, this guy was a young kid who got in a drunken fight, basically, and... Unfortunately, the person died. The person still has family around. So we, we uh, um, you know, I mean, he really wanted to be respectful about that. And sometimes we don't allow some of that in a way. But, um, but I hope that no one takes it that way. It's a horrible story in a way. But the guy had a crazy journey and, you know, carries that around. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. Before we get to that, I want to say... Um, as always with our podcast now, we are broadcasting from the newly minted ProCon Studios, or whatever the fuck we call it. It's going to have ProCon in it. And uh, we've, uh, we finally have our studios done. If you want to uh, record your own podcast or film it or do any sort of uh, you know, video, uh, audio recording, you know, we got it set up. So uh, give us a call. Write us at info at professionconfession.com until we have the website up and uh, we can talk about having you in. So we have a ton of capability now, like we can broadcast stuff and all that. So you'll even see us do it. Um, also, if you haven't been to our uh, social media, go check out. We have a killer animation out that we're going to start having more of. 
Um, hopefully every like three weeks we'll have one out where it's um, we'll take best of moments from our show and have them animated. So if there's any moments that you think we should do, uh, we're sick of debating it. So go ahead and give us your suggestion. Uh, but check out, we're working with the great Doug Kahlberg at uh, Free Range Comics and Dan Moon. And uh, they just did an awesome job. So please check that out and please share it for us. God damn it. I want some money up in this bitch. Uh, this week's episode, we are joined by the great Greg Coleman. No, not the NFL punter. We couldn't get him. Close, though. That's eh, his son. <laughs> but we'd really like to have Dad in. But, uh, but no, Greg, Greg is uh, one, of the, one of the finest black comics. <laughs> one of the finest black comics in this area. Um, fourth ranked in my book. No, Greg is, uh, is great. He's great on this episode. We will definitely be having him back. I'm sorry we had to cut out some of his best jokes at the end that were very crass. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so thank you to Greg. And to wrap up, holy Lord, supreme Jesus Christ, if you like this show, you can give us money at Patreon. Um, I'm going to start going on there. And I always have questions about, like, there's, there's episodes that we've recorded that haven't come out yet. There's that, like... Uh, you know, I don't know if they're good enough and Tevin and I debate it and then they just sit on the back burner. So I was thinking it'd be fun to have like at the $5 level, have something where we do like production meetings kind of things where you guys can listen to raw clips and, uh, you know, weigh in on it. Or even like before episodes, you could help me with questions and do my job for me more. So Right, because <laughs> essentially what you're saying is through doing this over the years, we've have... 12, 13 episodes that kind of get tossed in the back because yeah. we don't think they measure up and we want to kind of give those to Patreon listeners to tell us, yes, we like this, no, we don't like it, and if you like it, then we put it out to the general public. Yes. And then, I'm not supposed to say it because Tevin's like, we do too many empty promises, but we got <laughs> fucking t-shirts are coming, motherfucker. And then also, uh, man, all kinds of cool shit. Animations, there's going to be fun shit there. So, nudes of Tevin. Well, just we yeah, I just got to get the angles right. Close up, yep. And uh, our sponsor, I don't know. I, I get, <laughs> I get emotional every time I talk about this guy. But Brady Mason, if you even think about buying a house, please, please just go to Brady Mason. He's helping our show, and he'd help you. All right. He wants to help you. And he had a really hard road. I mean, you know, he did some things that he's not proud of. All right? And people say a lot of things. You know? A lot of things. Like, if you read the papers, you'll see some very disturbing rumors and innuendo about him. But they aren't... I don't think they're true. Uh, just from knowing him, he wouldn't do that. You know, and whatever people told you about him, I hate to tell you, your friends are a bunch of liars. Because Brady Mason would never do the things that they're talking about, which I admit are very, very bad. You know, that is stuff that, uh, that I won't even talk about on this podcast. But he wouldn't do that to you because his new passion is really real estate. He loves selling houses. 
he is uh, he's just a man. He loves first time home buyers, uh, vulnerable women. He said that and uh, uh, drifters, people who are alone in any way or don't have a lot of family connections. And you're looking for a house. Those are the people who would really like to reach out to Brady Mason. Man, can this guy, uh, he's got a real presence. There's something about him. Something, uh, I don't know, hypnotic about him. Anyway, anyway, hard to say, but uh, Brady Mason, check him out at edinarealty.com. Um, BradyMason.com is his yeah. website, but check him out at China Realty. <laughs> I screwed that part up. Sorry, Brady. Brady. But yeah, BradyMason.com. And, and for real, when people help our show and anyone, if we ever have a sponsor on the show, uh, we're not signing people up unless they let us fuck with them, basically. So they have a good sense of humor. They're trying to let us keep the show entertaining, and we do care who the people are. So... Please uh, hit them up and say at least, hey, we heard John Profession Confession. Um, kiss my grits. I don't know. Just uh, do that. So thank you, guys. From the bottom of my heart. I'll never forget you. Hey, guys. Welcome to Profession Confession. Um, I'm your host, Gabe Noah. With me, is, as always, is Tevin Pittman, the chocolate unicorn. <laughs> Brown Bomber, Chocolate Unicorn. I like Chocolate Unicorn. Brown Bomber's way better. Whatever. Marmalade Continue. Bomber. There's, there is a Brown Bomber. Mm. Um, and then uh, this week we got a new guest host, also black. About time. <laughs> About time. About time. About Greg. time. Greg. Actually black. Yeah. <laughs> full black. Actually full black. Fully. From the crown Our, to the soles of my foot. Our guest host is a full black. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Greg Coleman, everybody. Very funny comedian Greg Coleman yeah. is with us. And our guest, uh, half black. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, poor man's Derek Jeter. Derek. Uh, yeah, I'm my Yeah, can we call him Jeter? <laughs> yeah, Jeter. Jeter. Young Jeezy. We should have got a Yankees hat. Yeah, just that, that would really get some fucking clicks. <laughs> well, <laughs> Derek Jeter in the studio. Derek Jeter. Yeah. No, yeah, there, there's no good way to get into this, but... Um, Jeets here has uh, has has a fucking super tragic story and truly has. Even though I'm a complete fucking pussy, my lifetime record in bar fights I think is like, I don't know, three and seven or something like that. It, it, it's That's pretty good. It's yeah. not mm, now nah, because I, I was always picking on smaller people, you know. So it's really <laughs> not I don't know they got much children, <laughs> children, women, <laughs> things like that. And so three and seven is not strong, and and yet. I think everyone has heard about this, and and I don't know if this is your exact story, but everyone's heard the story about how oh, you you know punch someone in a bar fight and they fall down and they die and then you go to jail for whatever. It's a fucking mm-hmm. truly mm-hmm. is something that I um, worried about for some stupid reason. But uh, it sounds like you lived that. Is that accurate? I, I mean, is that what happened? I mean, yeah, pretty much the the very short version. Yeah. Of it. Let's start sure. with with uh, with you just telling what happened, I guess, and then we'll go from there. Uh, I, I I think the preface it just real quickly is uh, growing up, it was a very tumultuous life that I had, and so there was bouts of trouble, you know, yeah, throughout mm-hmm. all that. So it wasn't like I was this perfect, upstanding individual, and then I right. got into this altercation, uh, committed this crime, and then I got the book thrown at me. So. 
Fourth of July weekend, essentially. My buddies, we always, I was 22, we always do something that weekend. We were going to go up to um, Fort July, go up to Apple River. You guys ever been out yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. From that area. Yeah, tube down the river, have some fun, hang out. And uh, the night before, my buddy's like, hey, let's go to the Taste of Minnesota. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like tomorrow, it's like, it's going to be a big day. I just kind of want to just chill out. He's like, man, just let's go. And he's like, this chick's going to be there. I was like, all right, let's go. So yeah. we go out there. I actually drove down there. And uh, we got pulled over before we, we parked uh, because my buddy, I drove because he had a suspended license and uh, and cop checked us out. He let us go. And I was like, you know, it kind of felt like an eerie night already. Like we already got pulled over uh, or a bunch of knuckleheads. Uh, let's just call it a wrap. But anyway, we went in kind of walking around, having some fun, talking to some people. Uh, and then this group of individuals who actually we had gotten into it down in Mankato probably a year or two before that. Um, where we had gotten to a fight with some guys down there because of, you know, whatever. Like that happened. rival. I mean, so it's like, you know, town rivalry. Yeah. Or, well, no, or no. like, were you gang affiliated? No, or no, like that? not at all. Okay. Not at all. When I was younger, kind of a little bit, but not really. But uh, my girlfriend uh, was going to school down there, college, and uh, she had her friends down there. I was up in North Dakota going to school, came down to visit her, hanging out. Some guy was dancing too close, went up to him, just very respectfully, I thought. I was like, hey, man, it's my girl. Just like, you guys can dance. I don't, I don't care, but you can't be, yeah. you know, Take doing the rump shaker and all. Yeah, <laughs> Take your finger out of her ass. Right, <laughs> essentially, yeah, exactly. And he got upset. Uh, he was kind of a smaller guy, so he went and got, you know, his buddy was bigger and the other buddy that was bigger. And I, you know, stood up for myself. Anyways, nothing happened there. After that, we had gone back to my buddy's house, went to a house party. Those guys were there, and as soon as we opened the door, it was, it was on. It was on. And uh, I was got in a fight there, and um, got, whatever, that night ended the way it ended. And mm-hmm. then these same guys, but uh, but more of them, were at the Taste of Minnesota. So we're walking around. We're actually getting ready to leave. It's about 10 o'clock. And then I hear, uh, you know, hey, uh, hey, ain't you the guy that blah, blah? And, you know, I look around. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Come up. We're going back and forth. Your mom this, your dog that, you know, everything in the book. And uh, And I was like, you know, let's just me and you square up. You know, it was my dad. It was weird. Like I was always taught back in the day, if you're going to get into a group of people, find the biggest guy and try to mm-hmm. just square up. And if you get whooped, you get whooped. And, you know, but that's going to happen. It ain't going to everyone else. Yeah. Not gonna have to fight yeah. because that'll just, you know, that'll yeah. settle everything. So we're going back and forth and we're walking down. There's like probably 12 of them. There's four of us. And I'm like, okay, I know my boy can fight. He can kind of take care of his people. He's going to get beat up, but, you know, we're going to, we'll survive this, you yeah, know, yeah. if it gets to that. And so we go around uh, into this parking lot, me and him, you know, we square up and, uh, you know, kind of back and forth, chest bumping, pushing. And uh, I'm like, if you, you know, if you touch me one time, I'm going to, you know, I'm, it's on. And he did. And I, you know, game up cut. Hit him pretty hard. I mean, this dude, I mean, he's a big dude, like, you know, 6'3", 6'4", like 240, you know, a big guy. And uh, hit him. He just, legs locked. He just fell straight back and hit. And you can kind of tell at that moment it kind of got quiet. Yeah. And uh, everybody's kind of looking at each other. And then for me, after that, it's like, okay, I'm not normally loud because if uh, mostly the loud guys, they're, they can't fight. Yeah, you know, yeah, right? yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm a loud guy. <laughs> <laughs> And so, but I picked that opportunity to say, if I get, you know, pump my chest out a little bit and be like, yeah, rawr, you yeah. know, anybody else want to, you know, whatever. And, and nobody want to do anything. So I immediately, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't think it was that bad. Take off running. Well, so hang on. Sorry. So 
I was going to ask this, and then I thought it was, like, crass or whatever, but mm-hmm. I want to know if you did talk shit over the dude laying there then? No, so, I, okay, after so he was down, it, it was... You felt that it was not the right... Like, I mean, is that why? Is that what you're saying? I was prepared for the next person to come at me, because okay. if my boy got hit like that, I'm... Jumping. I'm next in, you okay. know, and I'm I'm gonna get the same fate, or else we're gonna be fighting here. So right. How, I, how often did you fight to that point in your life? Like, I mean, were you a brawler all the time? Well, it's say? interesting. I, you know, I I grew up. Uh, I was born in Minneapolis to uh, a drug addict mother. My mother was white. My dad was black. Whom I just I just found my father, February of this year. Um, all I had to this point was his, uh, my name, um, my birth certificate, or his name, my birth certificate. Um, and so I grew up in, you know, South side of Minneapolis, North side of Robbinsdale, Crystal kind of moved all over the place cause we're on section eight food stamps, all that. And, uh, you kind of, that was kind of part of the deal. You know, you yeah. had to, yeah. you had to get scuffed up if you wanted to be in the neighborhood, you know, you didn't want to be punked every day, yeah. uh, essentially. And. Uh, the first uh, foster home that I went to was up, well, that I remember because I was in and out, uh, was in Wyoming, Minnesota. And this was back in 91. And so, you know, Forest Lake, Wyoming, up mm-hmm. north, it ain't, yeah. it wasn't like what it is yeah. now. I mean, we had, it was cows and a stop yeah. sign, no stoplights, a Dairy Queen. It looked like a Dairy Queen from 1950. And so I was only somewhat black yeah, yeah. person up there. Well, you know? yeah. For that place, you're you're full black. Year yeah. round yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So going from just stark, you know, just black everything, and we were kind of the community to go into all white, and I'm the only black person up there. Right. A lot of tensions where I didn't have understandings. Those kids didn't have, as I look back, they didn't have understandings. So that's when I kind of started to get into a lot more altercations to assert myself, yeah. you know, to say, I'm here, you're not going to fuck with me. Yeah. And uh, stand back. And so throughout that in high school was just high school was more about my friends kind of getting into a people and me just stepping in and kind of cleaning stuff up. I yeah. I don't like people messing with my friends, my family. And so that was about that was a lot of those altercations. But, yeah, it was just little scuffs. And when I was younger, it was like, you know, if you if you get into altercation, you get into a verbal thing and you guys fight. That's what you do. Yeah, you know, as yeah. long as you bring a knife or a gun. That's to the what fight. I was gonna ask you. Like, did you ever fight with never, weapons? Never, or, ever, ever had know, a weapon. And I think I've said this on the podcast before, but there was a point in college or something or late high school where I saw someone in a fight where the guy was sitting on the guy's chest and like alternating rights and lefts <laughs> when he's already knocked out. And I remember it just clicked in my head like, I really shouldn't fight because I'm not willing to do that. You know what I mean? Or, it, it's or like, be a recipient of it. Or, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, just, yeah. just either one to where you go like. If you're fighting people that brutal, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not my thing. I'd rather tell a joke. So that's what kept you out of the fights. Yeah, and my and I can't throw my left hand. My right hand's weak. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's one-handed and very soft. I think it's always weird of the thing that keeps people out of fights. Like, yo, I would have talked a lot more shit. Well, I'm saying I did, you know. Like, I did... <laughs> I was in them, not good. I just like to talk a lot of shit, but yeah. this isn't about me. I'm All trying right, to fucking <laughs> whatever, okay. do this. But but uh, I, I guess that's what I was wondering, is if he was one of those guys who, who's... Uh, you know. I, I was never out looking, right. never weapons. I don't like guns to this day, and I can't have one, nor do I have any. Right. Um, and I just never liked... Uh, it was never a part of, you know, that was not me. It wasn't... Right. 
I wasn't out there with malice trying to hurt. You weren't people. out looking mm-hmm. for fights, right. yeah. For our older white listeners, you weren't a thug. GD, trying to find you a degree of niggerdom. Uh, <laughs> that's what they're trying to figure. Out. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. I can say that. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Uh, so, um, I guess had you ever hurt anyone bad before? You know, had you seen that level? You know, because I had seen people knocked out, not by my hands. But where you see them stiff up, you know, stiffen up and even a little shake. And my friend who used to do that would run away instantly because he knew that you're going to jail probably if something right. happens. But it was scary to me. Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, normally, I don't want to call it a move, like this is like a tactical thing, but I would slap someone. So they just really understood the power that I had yeah. and that I really wasn't messing around. Yeah. So disrespectful. Ooh. And it's, yeah, and it's very oh, disrespectful. Jesus. So disrespectful. Oh, to get slapped like, by a light-skinned dude like, with light <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and just, oh, okay, Derek. Because they're expecting mm-hmm. to get punched and then they get slapped. It's like, hold on, mm-hmm. did you just, you just slap the Right, and it, and it hurts that badly. And I would so suck to have to back down from that, you know, to, yeah. like to take that and try to... Might like, like shit talk your yeah, way the out. The slap is spread out too. The like, slap is yeah. more. Yeah, and I mean, this yeah, is you got, Yeah, I was looking at the hands. Yeah. I was like, yo, okay, yeah. I see how that could be a thing. You of feel how the slap with a white glove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you challenge him to a duel after yeah. that. <laughs> Ten paces. <laughs> but I mean, I knocked a few people down. I split some guy one time. But again, I, I wasn't right. a person that would just keep going. I would do that and look at you and be like are you are you done or do we keep going or yeah. what, what are we yeah. what are we doing here you know and uh yeah but no it was never before that like a stiffen up or and i had never heard about uh my situation until it was until your situation, me, until, until yeah, my yeah. situation. and after that i heard about oh, yeah. you know countless others right um, right Jesus. Yeah. so in your recollection of that happening you know so it was an uppercut he stiffened up fell straight back i'd, I'd assume the back of his head hit the yep, concrete and, exactly right yep. so god that's exactly what you hear like yeah. you know that's exactly the story that you hear what um can i ask did your stomach drop you know when that happened i didn't know i i knew it was bad but you, I, I didn't think it was that bad okay you know, i thought he'd, he'd get up at some point or maybe you know have some get some stitches or something yeah you know, or you'd have wake a, up and you know, fifth, yeah fourth or fifth year assault to have to deal with and right that was it it wasn't until i got the call because they they we all knew each other through people yeah you know and so i got a call there that night from a a, a cop and he's like uh yeah is your name such and such and were you uh you know at taste minnesota you get into an altercation what do we do first deny 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 i was like yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. know i was not there i was out fishing you know anything yeah. else except i was there and he was like you know this is sergeant you know whatever from the homicide unit and the guy oh, you hit God. is in the hospital fighting for his life and it was just like Shit. oh okay you know then that was a stomach drop like oh wow not about you know what was going to happen to me but him, you yeah, know, sure. Was, you put I, somebody, I, hope, yeah. I hope he puts, you know, gets through. And I mean, all of it, every, every bit of it. Yeah. It, it must have been yeah. fucking surreal. It, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was a where were you? Stopped. I actually, I was at one of my buddies' house in Apple Valley. We had gone back there. Um, he kind of had some people over, um, kind of a little bit of a party. So you were drunk, uh, like no. So when that's you got the even call? the crazy okay. part. Like yeah. I wasn't even back then. So high school, I, I was an athlete. I didn't drink. I didn't do any drugs. I don't think I had my first drop of alcohol probably to my senior year. Okay. After football, and uh, and even that night, I had, I drove down there. All these guys were drinking, and the, that couple right when that couple was over, we had just stopped. Those guys got out and took a piss. We threw away all the beer cans, 
Mm. And then we got pulled over. Yeah. You know? And so I was never a big drinker. And still to this day, I'm not a huge drinker or anything, really. I mean, I like to go out and have fun, but I always had my wits about me. You right. know, I yeah. always can mm. make... Because uh, you had to survive as you were growing up, I suppose, right? To right. some degree? Right. And you, I just, from being in that environment all the time, you know if you're not aware, then... At any point, up. you can get caught up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it'll be a wrap. So, no, I, yeah, absolutely. How old were you when this, when this happened? I was, uh, I was twenty two. Yeah, so I was twenty two, and I went in when I was twenty three. Okay. Yeah. So, so what's, yeah, what's the sequence of events? Oh, and then I would say when you got that phone call too, did it ever cross your mind like, if he dies, like. I'm going to run or I'm going to like try and hide or yeah. anything like that. I didn't even think that far. My, my first thought was l let me get somewhere and evaluate the situation. And then I need to get a lawyer. Yeah. Who, okay. So who did you have to go to? Because it sounds like you come from a pretty broken home and all that stuff. Who'd you go to for advice for, I don't know, you know, to huddle about this? Yeah. See, that's tough because, you know, I, I finally, you know, when I got into my forever home, like I'm going to, dog yeah, yeah, yeah. or something but i got into my forever home we lived in bloomington and we, we moved to uh, egan so all the people all my friends uh that i grew up with and that i stay in contact with for egan all from uh good or better right. or you know yeah, affluent yeah. families and stuff egan so, people uh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. which i had a lot of the, you know even to this day i mean i you know i was a pallbearer at one of my you know buddies his his mom's funeral because she like she loved me that much. Yeah, she was yeah. like, he needs yeah. to be there, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, but I, I had still had this thing where it was like, I need to take care of this. I can't put this on someone else. I got to right. do this myself. I guess me, you know, I got to figure this out. People offered, I mean, my one, uh, so I got, uh, arraigned and I, I was placed in County and my bail was 50,000, which was pretty reasonable for the, for the crime and kind of my record. Um, how'd you actually get, you know, get to the jail? Like, I mean, did you turn yourself in? Yep, or yep. Did, so okay. yeah, I got a lawyer the next morning the next and they mm -hmm. said, come in and give a statement. And I did, uh, basically told them, you know, kind of what I told you guys, a lot more curse words and what was going on. Yeah. Um, and then they let me had go. Had he died at nope, that point? Nope, he had not passed okay. away at that point. So that was day, that was the next day. That was the 4th of July. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He died, uh, six days later from the date, uh, from July 3rd. And uh, so once he passed away, then they charged me and then I turned myself in. How are you aware of, so as he's fighting for his life and that's going on, did you have any, I, you know, I mean, it's almost like you have more at stake or not more at stake. The same at stake, though, your life is tied to this very strongly, right? And did you have a way to get information to know what's going on or did you have to act like, you know, well, hey, you know, whatever, whatever, I'm good, nothing happened, or... I think we knew our... We knew from the onset that it was... Uh, it was dire, and that if he pulled through, that would be... Be a oh, surprise. Yeah, exactly. Really? And I actually got a call from one of my friends who knew his family, because, again, we're kind of all tied together. I was going to ask you reach out to his family, yeah. That, uh, I got it from one of my friends who knows the... I got a call from them before anyone else that said, yeah, he, he passed. Really? And I was actually at my... Um, say my foster family, my family's house. And when I got in, I was just like, you know, it was almost too much to really have a reaction. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was so heavy that, you know, there's just sit there. And that is, yeah. It's just a empty feeling. Right. Of just like, right. Shit, I'm here. Yep. 
What the fuck do you know? <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I, and I'm not going to compare that yeah, to yeah. anything. But it's just like my. I had a situation. I'm playing ball. There's a dude I'm keying on, and I hit him. He has an aneurysm. Oh, really? Done. All right, you know more than I thought. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. walking in to, like, I don't know, like, and they say, like, yo, that could happen at any point or whatever, mm -hmm. but don't blame you. But I was the dude who hit him. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going into halftime, and I'm thinking, like, oh, all right, cool. Like, he gets up, he falls. Then I'm in the locker room, and I'm hearing helicopters come. Right. Picking this dude up and then taking him somewhere. And I'm like, shit. Like, that weighs on you. Yeah. And, like, you don't know how to really feel. Like, yes, he pulled through, luckily, but he's not the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting you say that because then kind of your reaction, that's like, uh, that yeah. ain't shit compared to this. But at yeah. the same time, it's like it meets people where they are. When I was in high school, I look back and, you know, these guys, had, you know, pulling up in BMWs, Range Rovers and stuff. And, you know, they're my buddies and stuff. And it seemed like everything's great. Then their parents get, you know, divorced. And I'm like... They're just shattered. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, what the hell are you right. trying to buy? You know where I came? I don't even. I never right. had one of those. Right, you know? right. But then you know, look, that's that's their moment. That's their the biggest thing that yeah. might even happen to them in their life, and it could it could take you down a road that you never expected to go down and just tear your whole life apart. Yeah. And I can't. I used to look at them and just be like, come on, man, are you kidding me? But for them, that was the same as as my big moment. Yeah. And not you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Moment, yeah. But, yeah. Absolutely. What, um, so as you go through that process, did you, so, you know, to me, the hardest thing is that you are forever linked, you know, to that man and that family. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yet you're young. So it's not like you really have that wisdom of, you know, uh, that you have now certainly going through it. Did you reach out to that family? Did you have that thought or was it something you just wanted to like not think about? No, I, I definitely wanted to reach out to the family, and uh, it was interesting because it was about a year process going through all the you know trials and all that, and I, always, I would always go by myself. And my friends and family would say, you know, we want to go to the, your court date. And I'd say, no, nah, just nothing's going to happen here. I'll just go, you know, whatever. And at the end, when it was a sentencing, I'm like, okay, you guys can come now. The courtroom was just, it was packed. It was like all these people, just a, outpouring of love and just compassion and we know who you are and after the whole thing the, uh his mother said you know i thought you were this thug i thought you were this person that you know was out to just you know hurt someone or something mm -hmm. but, because you no one was there for you the whole time you're just this lonely person she said but i saw with all those people there that you know maybe you're not that guy yeah maybe you are yeah. something else and uh do you think that hurt you over the course of the trial like not having people there to kind of show like you have a support system behind you uh possibly but there was so much wrapped in it i mean it was a taste of minnesota no one wanted it down at the capitol anymore there was, yeah. there was already political things going, going on there yeah yeah my thing moved that out of there what's that i was like so that, that was part of it because i think my um my uh case got off the news because i think it was two or three days later there was a shooting down yeah. there and so then i was off the news finally and uh yeah they they use all that to get it out of there and then it, i think it went down by the, uh, what Sika? somewhere and then it was gone uh, what so, was that like seeing your name in the news you know, in under those circumstances, like I mean, was it front page of the newspaper or? No, I don't think it was front page, but it was in there. Um, I still have the news clippings to this day, and um, you know, it's weird when I when I think back on that time and 
for me, I'm always looking to what's next and what can I do to what's the next right move. Mm -hmm. And so I try not to focus on and Even I, I feel like back then I was always like, okay, what's the next right move? How do I try to change or do better or do something else? Cause whatever I'm doing right now is not working. And, um, and that's, I think that's what I was always focused on. Like, what do I do next? That's going to, how soon did you come to that conclusion though? Because it sounds like you're sort of, I mean, were you really on the wrong path or were you just kind of young and maybe a little dumb and then you, you had really bad, horrible fucking luck or, or were you really sort of heading in thug direction and then, I don't know, you came to this, you know, horrible crossroads sort of where you had to change. Yeah, I think I just, uh, I was, I was living my life, uh, very selfishly, very why me, uh, and all those types of emotions. And I wasn't really getting to the root of why I, w I had this chip on my shoulder. Why was I upset? And I was putting more things on me than, than was necessary. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, to answer your question, it wasn't until I was inside and had a chance to sit down and really evaluate right. why I was going through all these emotions and why every time it wasn't it wasn't him that that triggered that right. emotion or what he was saying or at least that uh, that powerful of an emotion or punch. It was he just triggered everything else that was inside of me and allowed it to well up to say, okay, well, if you yeah. want all this, you can have it. Take it from someone who had a good upbringing, <laughs> punching people in the face first, like like to be the first guy to throw that punch, even though you have to in many situations, it like is really hard for me. Like, like every fight I was in, I was always like the second punch because I just, it, it's, it's a, it's a violent fucking thing to do. Well, it's interesting because you know? my, my buddy who uh, testified actually kind of hurt my case in a way, or they said it anyway in court. Uh, he was like, you know, my buddy is a type of dude who gets into fights, but he never, ever throws the f first punch. Okay. Like he, he'll, you know, he'll talk mm. about it. He'll say, you know, think about this. What are you doing? Uh, you know, he'll, he'll try to, it's not that I'm egging him on. It's just like, okay, if you want to do something, do something, man. Cause I'm, I'm ready or else just, let's just leave. Why are we yeah. here? Why are we still right. trying to do this? You know? Yeah. And, um, and I, that's not what I want to do that's that night. You know, it was just, actually. Right? It <laughs> It was just part of it. I yeah. mean, down in Tijuana, I got into a fight where I egged a dude on, and he swung, and I, I slapped him, and slapped him down the ground. Slapping men in other countries. I was at Denny's one night. My Denny's. buddy was getting into it with somebody. A guy put a, a, a knife slam. up to me. I put my neck out, and I this walked him all the way down, and then he, you know, kind of slashed me, and I knocked, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, he yeah. is a thug. I'm sorry yeah, for I'm the earlier. Yeah, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, no, it's... It, but it's it is like... like I but think, it is. But two Pac era thug life. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, so that, that makes sense. It was juice. But I feel like you kind of know what you have in you, so you try to give people an out. Exactly. Like, is it one of those, like, yo, if you really want this, we can do it, but just so you know. What's coming. Like, I'm going to put these hands on you, and it's on you. I yeah. heard that differently. Like, yeah. for real, the way that I heard that is more like his life is was pretty hellish. Like, he's had a super hard upbringing, so this isn't... Yeah. Frightening but, to no, me. Yeah, but, like, but he's not afraid of it. But there's no, some people who go pick yeah. those fights. But then there's people of like, yo, if you really want this, like I have the skills. Like I don't give a fuck. I got nothing else to lose. That was the whole thing. Because I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I yeah. didn't care. I never cared about. It's a lot different now, and I have a family and everything. Yeah, but right. it was just me. I didn't care about me. If I died, whenever. I, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm gone then. But 
if this is what you want, we're going to go all the way and uh, we'll figure it out at the end, you know? And it was a, mm-hmm. it's a terrible mentality to have and a terrible way to live your life because it's the pain is here, you know? Yeah. And I'm trying to le- uh, unleash this pain on you, but I don't want to. Yeah. But if you want it, I'll give it to you. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like that reluctant superhero type of shit, like the reluctant villain. It's like, yo, I don't want to do this to you, but I could. Right. And I will if you push me. And it was just ended up being that night where it happened. My question is about that night, not to breathe super jovial, but how did you land an uppercut in a street fight? Like, have you... For the first just, punch. Yeah, for the first punch. Like, was it a move? Had, I don't know. How I, well, I know how it happened. I, he yeah. pushed me once, and then he went, after he pushed me the second time, it was yeah. just... Just, yeah. yeah, it was right there. I saw it. I don't even know where I learned to fight, to be quite yeah. honest with you. Yeah. 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 That's well, the question I want to know. Yeah, yeah. I was I don't like, know you know don't. Do what, what, like uh, the X-Box. Yeah, triangle, triangle spots. <laughs> do you remember, like, every... So, did you always have a vivid recollection of that night? Or was it something that your brain puts away for no, a while? No, it's all that you? night. I, yeah. I know. After, I, after that happened, when I ran up... The fireworks started. I sat down with a couple that had a dog, watched the fireworks, and then I heard all the sirens that I've never heard before coming from everywhere. That's when I, that's the next step when I knew it was really bad. I went to Cassetta's, called my guys. He got his car. He picked me up. We went to Apple Valley, left there, went to a girl who I knew who was babysitting for a family that no one outside their family knew where we'd be. And, uh, so you out. were hiding out a little bit? Like yeah, a little I mean, bit, kind of. Uh, yeah, well, I was, yeah, I was hiding out. Yeah, okay. I mean, I knew they were coming for me. I knew they were coming to Apple Valley when the dude said, you know, uh, when he called me, I was like, oh, you definitely know where we are. And they yeah. had gone there ten minutes after I left and hooked up a couple guys, took them in, and okay, you know, tried to interrogate them. So yeah, I was hiding out for sure. Yeah, yeah. I did not want to get caught without uh, having a lawyer. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. What what um, through the trial. You said that process. Uh, you started to say something about that the bail was $50,000. Yeah, so um, my family didn't want to put up their house um, because they thought I'd be a flight risk somehow. The family that I've lived with for, yeah, you know, know. since I was 13. Right? <laughs> no. I mean, in a way. I mean, just because it's so dire. It's yeah. so dire. But my, yeah, but my buddy's dad, um, you know, he, he said, I'm going to, he's like, I believe in you. He's like, I know, I know you. I know your heart. And uh, I know you would never do that to me. Is I'm gonna put up my house, and uh, we're gonna get you out. Wow! And came and got me the next day. Holy shit! That's yeah. a G move right there. Yeah. What was the uh, what was the car ride like on your way to turn yourself in? Like, what was going through your mind? Were you nervous? Were you scared? Like, do you think that this would be the last time you saw daylight again? Uh, you know, I I even uh, when I uh, made bail, I almost stayed in just to kind of continue my time. Yeah. You know, so I was just ready. I knew I would. I knew I was going to do some time. I didn't know how much it was going to be. I definitely didn't think it was going to be as much as I did, even though I pled to that and I agreed to that because uh, I was kind of just like, all right, I'm I'm sorry, just let's get this, this over done. with. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. not not only for me but the family. I yep. just like let's just move on. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I I I knew I could get out if I if I wanted to. I knew I had yeah. enough people that supported me that if I needed to get out, uh, I'd get out. Did you? Oh boy. Did you, like, is jail less scary to you, do you think, because of your foster upbringing and all that stuff? Because to me, jail is fucking terrifying. 
Just because, like, the unknown, not knowing the system where you're going, all that kind of stuff. For me, I had moved around so much in my life and felt like I had been living in jail when I was living in yeah. you know, Southside Minneapolis anyway that it didn't matter the environment that I was in. I could always navigate it. I knew that. So it wasn't scary in that sense. Again, to me, it was always the bottom line was losing my freedom. Okay. You know, that I'm not able to come and go as I please. Um, that was the biggest thing for me. So the, so the first long stretch that you did was just through the trial, but that's in county or something County, like that? I was only in county for, not, I don't think I was even in there for two weeks. But isn't out. county sort of scary in a, in a different way because it's the general, or like, aren't you with more people or not? No, you're no. with less people in county, yeah. Okay. Going to the big house, there's a lot right. more people in there, yeah. So the verdict comes so. down through that process. Were you... Uh, were you pleading? So I guess when did you plead out? Like, I mean, did you go to the end kind of and then? Uh, no, I pled before we went to trial because uh, I was, they charged me with uh, second degree unintentional murder with um, the minor scuffles that I had before. I think it was, second I think degree. the max was 22 years okay. that I was facing. And then I pled to, to first degree unintentional murder or first degree unintentional manslaughter. manslaughter. Yeah. Um, which I got uh, eight year or ninety eight months, which I think is eight years and three months or somewhere around there, and I did sixty five, which is five years and five months. Have you ever uh, heard the Norm Macdonald joke where he talks about manslaughter versus murder, <laughs> and it sounds worse like like manslaughter sounds worse yeah, than does, murder? Actually, yeah. Yeah. Fucking slaughter the guy. I don't know. Anyway, just <laughs> I thought you might laugh at that <laughs> for some reason. That's why Gabe's <laughs> lost <laughs> seven of those fights. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying the wrong way thing. Down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before we Do you guys hear about Norm McDonald? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, it was whatever. Let's but throw it out. Yeah. Yeah. Put it out there. Um, what, uh, so I guess space. when you pled, what, what is that process like? Is it a real negotiation or is it kind of like they have all the chips, just fucking do this kind of thing? Well, I, um, they offered the 98 months and I said... Uh, through my lawyer, what for? I think, well, I think <laughs> I, I thought, you know, five years and five months, can you do two thirds of your sentence in, in mm -hmm. Minnesota for the, um, for the state crimes? And I thought three years, I mean, to go sit down for, you know, something that if, you know, all the people that knew me would say, you know, this guy's, he didn't do that with malice. He wasn't trying to kill someone. He would never do that. Um, to, to, to have some type of punishment. Um, was fair, I guess. And yeah. that's tough to say when the other party is not there to speak for themselves and, you know, you got a mother that lost a child and all those types of things. Um, but my mentality was I, I felt like that was, uh, for my age and for everything involved, was pretty fair. Yeah. And they said no. Okay. And, you know, looking back, had I probably pressed this and said, okay, well, let's go to trial, that may have been where we ended, but... After they said no, I just kind of said, okay, well, I respect... Because the mom, I think she was kind of part of that. And I was like, well, if she thinks that, then... Was that a right big on. thing for you? Sort of like, it, you, you know, I mean, I guess uh, when you plead, do you have to face the victim's uh, statements thing where they yep. read... Yeah, we did that at the sentencing and everything. She spoke, oh my uh, God. his aunt spoke, and then one of his um, friends uh, had, had written a poem that he recited. What was that like? I mean, honestly, you never get to hear. It must have been just fucking, was it awful or do you try to shut it off? 
it was it was yeah it was awful i mean uh you know obviously here in the mother which we actually met again i think about three years into my sentence that we did a victim impact um dialogue which that was um as far as emotions go and really hearing someone and doing a one-on-one yeah. -on -one was far more impactful than sitting through that sentencing. Um, yeah. But through the sentencing, I mean, even when I got up, I was trying to talk and like really convey what I, what I was feeling through the whole thing. And I just kind of broke down and it's like, I, sorry's not enough. You know, I just, you know, yeah. I don't know what I, to say. Like, you know? I, I mean, through that, when they're doing the statements in, in, in the court, in your mind, do you go, I guess, was your mentality at that point to say, I've done wrong and blah, blah, blah. Like, I should really try to be open to this and understand what they're saying and whatever. Or you're just so numb, sort of like... No, I was listening. I, yeah. My whole mentality from 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 jump, pretty, when, when, it, when it all happened was just... Uh, and we were going to, to the court proceedings was to respect the family's wishes. And okay. to respect whatever they're saying, to listen, because obviously this is an experience I need to learn from. Yeah. And everything that I can take in throughout the process is going to help me... Uh, learn from this situation, underst understand myself more. And I even understood that, you know, in that moment. And so I was trying to be very respectful of their concerns, their wishes. And Where do you think you got that from? Because, uh, you know, to me, it would be very natural to sort of through have that be a process and have that be something to where you go like, you know, I'm fucking angry. Like for me, if I went to prison, I would find like once I learned you can get drugs in prison all the time, be like, oh, I just be a fucking heroin addict while I'm in prison for a while because I get to do that because my life sucks or, you know, whatever. You clearly sort of took this positivity track right away, but you have no background that, you know, kind of indicates that you'd find that. Well, I mean, I have a bit of it because, again, when I went to Egan, you know, I have a lot of friends that I'm still, yeah. you know, friends with today. We have a reunion and, you know, on Saturday yeah. and I'm going to dinner before that with 24 people of like my closest friends. Yeah. And then going to this big event. So it, it was their families that I was able to go inside their homes and see the way they lived and see the way they interacted and trying to soak that up and say, okay, this is the way that a family, yeah, you know, vibes. This is yeah. what it looks like. This is, and even teachers that I had, I mean, I could go back to countless teachers that said, took me aside and say, Hey, you got this quality, that quality. If you just harness that and try to figure out, you know, whatever went wrong in your life and try to That's just get past you're good looking. You, yeah. you get an advantage. They were all females, looking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a couple of males too, but yeah. Can I ask can I ask this question though? Even though when you're going through all of this and they're putting all of this on you, and I know he's not there to defend himself, but it is like, yo, he stepped up. Thank you. Like he, 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 yo, you gave, you gave him out. Were you ever mad He at continued him? to push, he put his hands on you a couple times. Yeah, and even in the Taste of Minnesota, like his group approached your group. You guys, they came to you. Business. You guys weren't looking for them. They came to you. They wanted to smoke. Yes, he paid the ultimate price, but there was no responsibility on that piece or else even was that even brought up when everybody's given the... the we got the, it, Greg. That's a good soliloquy. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> this, like right. this dude's reading poems, but like, yo, he right. came he came for you. And you can't 100%. say that because then you look even worse. No, it's interesting you say it because I, I did start out that way and I was just like, well, what about them? What about yeah. them? And I, I don't remember who I, I talked to. We sat down and he's like, you know what? At the end of the day, you just have to take responsibility for your actions. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think actually happened because I was when I was out, I did go out and try to live my life a little bit um, because I knew I was going to go away. Yeah. And uh, I was out one night and uh, some of his boys came in 
And I'm with some of my guys, too, and uh, the particular place they were at, I knew all the bouncers. And I mean, it was just like, it was secure. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't worried about anything. And uh, I, they were talking. So I'm like, listen, man. I was like, didn't you guys learn from the first time? <laughs> not, oh, not, my God. Not that, I, you know, not that I wanted to hit anybody, but right. didn't, didn't anybody learn that right. fighting yeah. is not the answer, you, you dummies? Oh, I thought you were doing like right. a Muhammad yeah. Ali thing. <laughs> no, right. no, yeah, yeah. You want to end up like your friend? <laughs> no. No, but and then uh, one of his friends spit on me, man, and uh, uh, oh yeah, he could have got it too. Can't fucking. But you got the power yeah. to walk away then, so it's like. Why well, then I, then I showed, then I showed in that moment that I I learned my lesson. Yeah. Obviously, you guys didn't learn your lesson. You're not respecting your friend. Um, you're not respecting the situation, and that just shows that that night, you guys didn't respect us. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, I could have walked away. I could have ran away. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I could have said, no, nah, I'm done. My whole thing was, and it, I, even do the, I do it to this day sometimes, and my wife always gets on me. She's like, you always feel like you're, you have to be the one to teach the person a lesson. You know? And I'm like, yeah, but why are people so stupid? Yeah. You know? And uh, why do they do stupid shit all the time? They don't see their... Somebody has to tell them you're doing stupid shit and this is not the way you do it. Not that I have the end-all, be-all, and I know everything, but... Yeah. My wife right. yells at me for similar <laughs> things. Just like, you're always in there mixing it up, talking to women. But it's like, you right. know what you know, yeah. and you can't trust other people's stupidity or what right. they don't know. I feel like I've gone through a range of life experiences in, in this country and many other countries, because after I got out, I traveled... A lot. I've been all over the world. And that's what what's allowed me to kind of humble myself a bit. But also, it's that little stinger every once in a while. I'll be like, why are you upset, man? There's a dude over in South Africa that I picked up hitchhiking that had one beer going to a holiday party with no shoes on and a, you know, a hat that from like 20 years ago, the happiest person I ever met. Yeah. What are you, what are you upset about? Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's got to be instant fucking perspective. That's for sure. Right, and so when I feel like I, I, I feel like I've been through it and I've learned through experience, and these people have not had anything than just their bubble. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. trying to tell me about how life is supposed to be. Yeah, it's like you have no clue. Yeah, and I still have no clue, but you have less of a clue than I do. Yeah, do do you? And so this is like, you know, to me when we got into this or when we started talking about this, I was like. You know, my only fear for this was I don't want to just ask him questions that like to get NFL quarterback answers, you know, like, of course, you know, you're wrong and all that. So I tried to write some that are like some really like just the darker shit or inappropriate stuff that I wonder, because like you are responsible for taking a life, which is is uh, I, I, I don't know. It, that's so profound to me, I guess. And did it ever like when you're in prison, was that ever a badge of honor? Or was it ever something that you used as a, like, you know, to defend yourself in some moments? Uh, There was instant respect when I got there because I was the guy that punched somebody one time. Really? And I killed him. That's all people knew. They thought his, like, head popped off and rolled down the hill. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you let him think And again, not to make light of it, but they were like, oh, no, you don't fuck with that dude. You know, he... He's got the one-hitter quitter. Yeah. And so there was instant respect there. And uh, I think beyond that, people got to see there was this young guy trying to do something with himself. And so I kind of got the old the old heads, the lifers, yeah. that were like, you know, leave that, leave him alone or else we're going to fuck you up. And the only fight I got into was at Rush City with a guy who was bullying a bunch of people in the place because he thought he had some type of badge or something. And uh, 
we got into it, and then we went to the food hall, and he was throwing peas at me. And I'm like, God, this guy's child. He just obviously can't fight. And so I, we went back, and I uh, went up to his cell, and I was like, hey, man. I was like, I don't know you. You don't know me. I was like, but, you know, you're disrespectful. You disrespect everybody around here. I was like, I'll be, I'll be in my cell if you want to come down. And, of course, he comes down. He comes in. He gets all loud, loud, loud. And uh, we shut the door. Again, he's loud. I got this new tattoo. If you, you know, if you fuck up my tattoo, I'm going to fuck you up even worse. I'm like, okay. Why would you say that for? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's just stalling. Stay like, away from the shoulder, baby. Right. Yeah, so then he tried to sneak me. Uh, you know, my whole thing was I never want to punch anybody ever again for obvious right. reasons. Right, Yeah, and yeah. so I grabbed him and I, you know, did some. I don't even know how I did it. Had him on the bar. was choking him out. And he, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you done? You done? And so uh, I let him out. He went out, door slammed, and uh, the interesting part about that, he got beat up again from his set because he even fucked me in the first place. Right. The COs knew the fight was going on. When we got out, they were all looking at us. They let it go because they knew what was going on. And so it was like I had the instant respect when I went there because the one-hitter quitter, and then also because I was actually trying to do something myself. I was helping guys get their GEDs. I was in the gym doing sports, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think, you know, there's something about that culture that if you want to be an asshole, we're going to treat you like an asshole. Yeah. If, if you want to be somebody, because when I got in, you talk about drugs, I was in St. Cloud and got this dude smack. Uh, uh, well, before that, I got the job because the third day in, sitting at a table, uh, and this was a time where it was still kind of like blacks sit with blacks, whites, you know, natives. Natives always stuck together. I like no this what. podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I go in and I sit with the blacks and this white dude sat next to us. I knew it was a meth head because his teeth were all messed up. It's kind of all disheveled. And then we used to get this these big piece of meat, we, we called them. Even, I knew that by the third day we called it uh, the, the horse meat. And uh, he started just putting these big chunks and he started choking. And, you know, one of the brothers next to me is like, man, if you throw up, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm just looking. I'm like, okay, what do I do? No one's doing anything. He started to kind of choke. He's starting to turn colors. So I grabbed him and I gave him the Heimlich. Food comes out, he grasps me for air. Cops come over to CEOs, and they're like, what's going on? They thought we were fighting. And they're like, oh, and they take him to the nurse or whatever. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you did this great thing. What job do you want here? And I was like, well, I'll just be a swamper in E-House where, where we used to, uh, that was orientation. So you'd be in there for 30 days, then you go to your unit, you get shipped out. I don't think they do that anymore. But so I wanted to stay in there because I figured I don't only have to deal with people for 30 days and they're leaving. So I wanted to just swamper. So every, every time a group left, you go in there, clean their cells, clean the common areas. You didn't have to shower with everybody in the, in the communal showers. You got your own free time. And uh, so this dude Smack comes in. He's like, hey, man, if you give me a job, you know, as a swamper, you know, I, you know, I get some stuff in here. I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay, I'll get you a job. Yeah, yeah. So he has to get some, he's got weed, he's got weed, he's got papers, he's got lighters, he's got all kinds of stuff. So we're out there cleaning the cells, every, you know, in between every cell we're smoking weed. They're teaching me how to put the two pieces of uh, the pencil and the uh, outlet and pop it so you get the light. I'm yeah. like, yeah, we got Edison's around, I mean, you got everybody around yeah. here. And uh, and so one day we got high and I go back in my cell and my cell is right in front of the CO station. I'm, I'm on second tier, so I was a little bit down. I'm just looking in there, I'm like... I just thought to myself, I was like, which which way am I going? You know, do I yeah. want to be a thug? Do I want to try to run this place? Or do I want to yeah. know, try to learn everything I can to get the hell out of here a better person? And I chose I chose the latter. And See, I very, all of weed. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you had time to sit Which has my ayahuasca, right. man. Right. Yeah, things could be a lot different. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, uh, that those are the things, that, like those are the choices or those are the moments in life that, I mean, it changed my whole trajectory. You know? Yeah. Thanks, Smack. I, I <laughs> realized why they call him Smack. We got in Rush City. 
he was checking some dude and came out of his cell and he was like, hey, can I come out now? He's like, I didn't tell you to come out of your cell. Just, I was like, yeah, I, used to, I used to do that. Man. Slapping, Not as yeah. cold as you. But. What? what, <laughs> what uh, so the prison process then, because I, I always love talking about that. Did you do any of the stereotypical prepping? Like, I mean, honestly, like, you know, you're going to prison for a long time. Do you start going, okay, what do I have to know? What should I, you know, did you have phone calls to make? No, I was more just trying to have as much fun as I possibly could, to be quite honest with you. I knew I was going away. And I, again, I, how many places I've lived in my life, I can go into any environment and I'll make it work. And I was never really, yeah. yeah, I was never really concerned about going in there. I mean, unless if somebody was going to do whatever they're going to do, I mean, you got you to kill me, so. I, that's, I, I just can't fucking get down with people. <laughs> like, hey, if I die, I die. <laughs> Whatever, well, I that was can't my mentality. I just, no, I, I get it. My responsibility was, I, I was me, person, and so, I didn't yeah. come from shit, so I, yeah. you know, I never thought I was going to be shit, so. What, what um, God, what, oh, how about this? Does he haunt you? Uh, the, my victim? Yeah. No, not no? at all. Really? Not at all? Like, I mean, did he through any any of that period? Not whatsoever. And the reason why is because I feel is because I, that wasn't, I wasn't trying to do that. That was not. Sure. But still it happened. I I mean, I'm not trying to make you fucking do this. It's just, you know, one of those things where where I just think, uh, I I don't know. I I guess I would think that as you go through your life and you have milestones and things Mm -hmm. that happen, that it would be natural to sort of. You know, have your mind wander them. I'm a guilt-based person, so I just... No, and I think, you know, the reason why I got to that point and why that particular situation happened uh, is because I held on to all that stuff. And if if you keep hanging on to stuff, I'm going to keep being the person that I was, and that's not who I want to be. Do you think there's part of yourself that's did that as a defense mechanism? You know, to say, like, that's the old me... That's different, and I'm gonna leave that behind and move on. No, because I, I, you know, I talk about it frequently, whether it yeah. be with my wife or people I meet or out or whatever. Or on this podcast, I, I, or yeah. on this podcast. I mean, it, it, it has to stay fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I can't let that overtake my life. Right. You know. Certainly. You say you talk about it when you're out, like when you meet people. Like when does that come up? In this is how I got to this podcast. Uh, but I'm just saying, like that's super comfortable. Like, what? Well, I guess what triggers you saying? I when people talk about tell the story, of whatever, how you got to us. So, um, I met Nick Swartzen like a year ago at a hotel. I think it was at uh, I don't remember what Chambers or something like that. And just my wife and I were out having dinner. I don't know what we were doing. Um, and then we just went up to him. We were kind of talking because we were at the bar. And he was super cool and not trying to be all showy. And um, just had a good conversation with him. And then I saw him again at um, a guy who's in my neighborhood owns a bar, uh, the corner bar, uh, Billy. And um, I was sitting. Billy? Yeah, he lives in my neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. And, so, and then the guy who works with me actually knows him really well. But anyway, so we're sitting there just uh, we're actually watching uh, the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was sitting there watching soccer. We were sitting across from Schwartz and his buddy. And we walked in. I was like, what's up, Schwartz? Because I do that all the time. I saw Al Franken in the airport. And I was like, hey, what's up, Franken? He was like, oh, <laughs> hey. I was like, uh, I don't really know you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying what's up. And Schwartz was like, what's up, man? And so we're sitting across from him. He bought us some shots. We bought them some shots. And we're all just kind of watching the game. And then we went outside and just talking about, you know, just stuff, really. And... Um, and somehow, like, either prison or jail came up because one of the dudes, Callum, who I think you know pretty well, 
Um, Who? Yeah, yeah, Callum, yep, yeah. Yep. I think Callum, yeah, mm-hmm. that's his name. Colin, uh, yeah. Or Colin, yeah. Colin, yeah. Uh, he's a firefighter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started talking about something. I was like, hey, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I've, I've been to prison. And like, again, if I ever say that, people look at me like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Too good looking. Come on, Jeets. <laughs> Uh, not you, and then I'm like, no, nah, yeah, this happened. He's like, oh man, are you kidding me? And then, and then him and Sports are like, yo, you gotta go on. Uh, we gotta get you hooked up with Gabe. And I'm like, Gabe, who? We're like, Gabe, no. I was like, got another descriptor? Me? That's <laughs> Comedian. No. I'm like, no, you got another? Like the furniture guy, the guy you bought your couch. Yeah, like, oh. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so that's how I got here because you know I, I just I don't I'm not running from it. I don't. Um, I'm not ashamed of it. I don't, I'm not going to let it rule my life. And I think the best way to, to do that is to be, uh, open about it, you know? So with the, so, and then just to whatever, show that I'm not saying or thinking that you're cold by any means, it's just that, um, um, because you talked about the victim, the victim impact, uh, whatever meeting you guys had, Mm -hmm. what happened there that was so... You know, why was that so much more powerful than the courtroom? I, it was just more personal. It was uh, So basically there was a show called Confrontations that was on A&E, and they approached her, I think, or us at the same time to ask if we would do a show. Yeah. And they were going to air it, which it never got to air, but they still came out and they filmed it. So they came out. They, all of a sudden I got called down to the warden's office. I'm like... Let me go. Right, right. <laughs> oh, for real? Peace no, we're going to have you relive it, actually, <laughs> yeah, no, on we're television. Gonna, we're going to talk yeah. about it. And uh, and they said, would you do it? And I said, well, whatever his mom wants to do, um, I'm all in. You know, I'll do whatever. And so we agreed to do it. So they came out, did some interviews. And then, um, so I had a support person, which was my mentor at the time, uh, Jeff, who was still one of my mentors. She had uh, her, her sister, I believe it was, and then... Uh, her good friend who was a part of Restorative Justice, which happened mm. to be the warden's wife at the time, uh, sit in with her on it. And uh, so, you know, they call me down for the day. I walk in. We're in like a conference room inside the prison and cameras everywhere, lights and stuff, uh, kind of yeah. a bit like this. And uh, she's sitting there, and there's a five-by-seven portrait of, oh. of my victim. Yeah. It's right. a weird way to refer to him, sort of. Yeah. Just yeah, I, I, kinda, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know name, how to. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no it's yeah, fine. It's thing. just the the possessive. Yeah, and That's um, my yeah, the victim. Yeah. maybe I should say. Um, and it was kind of like, okay, you know, who wants to start? Let's talk about, you know, that night and how everything transpired. And she was, they were like, who do you want to go That's what you first? said? No, that's what. Oh, the, 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 <laughs> I was like, that's some fucking, <laughs> yeah, right. threw your balls yeah. on the table. Hey. Yeah. They have someone there All right. Who wants to talk about? Oh, God. Right. And so the biggest things that, the biggest takeaways for me from that, um, that day or that, that, uh, that time were um, one is uh, the part I talked about earlier is how she was like, yeah, I just thought you were some thug and then you had nobody for you. And then I saw all these people and then I knew, you know, you, you weren't out there just trying to hurt people. And then two, uh, the bigger part of that, and that's, that's what stands with me. It's, and I guess before I, I don't hold it with me, but I do still think of the, the victim yeah. on certain milestones. And the biggest thing that from that day is she's like she had all these cards and she was like this is the last mother's day card i got this was the last christmas card i got this was the last 
this is the last picture we took. It's together. the worst game of poker you ever right. fucking. Like, oh no, yeah, and it was just. Oh my god. Because there's only so much you can like. You, I'm sorry, like you, there's only so much you can say to her, and she can keep just they, dragging out I'm this chest. Of, right. I'm now more sorry. I'm missing out on this Mother's Day and this birthday, and I'll never see his. And yet it's true, you know, yeah. and that's why it's just like. It's that's that's why to me I'm so shocked whenever anyone just like we talked to the Vietnam fighter, but you know like right. he just he moves on and and I guess the reason I ask that is that I just wonder if that is a human defense mechanism in all of us where it's just like because it's so fucking profound if you really let your mind go there. Yeah, and I don't I I didn't move on as to remove it from my life as yeah. to not ever right, think clearly. about it, right. but I made a conscious decision to forgive myself for that moment in time yeah. and that I'm not going to allow anyone to hold that over me. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, if you want to hold that against me, that, that Punch has to be your face. thing. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and try to make you feel or see who I am. You just yeah. have to naturally see it. If you see it, then I, that's where I hope you get to. But if you don't, then that's kind of you victimizing yourself a bit sure. more about the situation. Is it a, is it a burden at all now to, like, I guess, you know, it doesn't sound like you're living under it to the extent that, you know, like a guilt-based person I would. But because when I was, you know, I don't research you before I do this, but but I try to walk in your shoes and, like, think about what it would be like. And my view of it was that, you know, it feels like there'd be a lot of pressure to sort of represent that, like, I'm not that, right? Or, or just, like, you know, I mean, you... Like you have become uh, a positive force in the community and in your world, at least, you know, as far as I know. And I believe that from being with you this amount of time. And does that ever get exhausting? Do you ever want to like fucking just talk some shit after someone cuts you off in traffic and like get fucking oh, crazy? Oh, I'm not, I'm not perfect, man. I no, still, no, no. Yeah. yeah, you know, I know that. But do you ever go there? Like, do you ever get that fucking wild where it scares you or? Yeah, I mean, or, yeah. I, I, I definitely have gotten there since, uh, since that that incident. My, my thing is, I, who I am now is who I always was. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I, I allowed all of the bullshit and the stuff that I put on me. The responsibilities that I took, my mom was a crackhead. I put that on me for some reason. Yeah. We were on welfare. I was ashamed of that. I put that yeah. on me. It, and when I look back on it and I had those times to reflect, it's like, no, that that wasn't your responsibility. Yeah. No, you got put in this situation. Why are you ashamed of that? So I started to take all that stuff wow, off good of for me you. and, and, and lessen that low. Well, it's, I yeah. mean, well, when you have some time to sit around for a very long yeah. time. Oh, I fucking relax for months. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you do in prison? Like, just work out? Yeah, work out work. and play some sport. I mean, I I didn't get a TV until I think either my second or third year. I mean, I I just read and... Uh, Masturbate. Uh... Yeah, that happens quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> Fifi. Get, get caught masturbating. That's how about this? To back up a very quick one, which is that I missed, which is when the night you found out that he passed away, did you sleep? I don't think I did, no. Yeah. No, that was... Passed away, did you sleep? Oh, shit. Jesus Remix. Christ. Wow. I'm cutting that off. Come on. <laughs> 
I wasn't expecting you to start talking. I'm sorry. Let's start it over. You weren't expecting me to start talking. Well, I'm talking about a fucking show. This is, this is how a podcast <laughs> works, Greg. This is why you never invite yeah. me. All right, I'm sorry. But, let's start but, it over uh, again. No, Damn, no, you're really fucking fun. this up for future no, black people that are supposed to be on a show, Greg. You know, he's been lobbying for <laughs> you fucking people, and I just can't get behind it. Hey, handle our light work. Oh, you Handle our light work. Get him. <laughs> why don't we get some Man, white he's on my we side. We need some white no, on white crime here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, All right. but now now we're 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 just trying to move on to what I'll say is fun stuff cuz we're not talking about the victim anymore. So now we can joke and be loose hopefully. So uh not that we haven't been but um more so. Prison stuff. Your um, you went from St. Cloud to Rush City, which we might bleep those, but whatever. Um, yeah. And then, so you basically went from a mid, like a medium security to max? No, nope. uh, St. Cloud's a max. Oh, it is. Okay. Uh, Rush City's a max. And I went to Lino, which was a medium. And then I went to uh, like a less restrictive medium, I think, from there. Okay. Yeah. So, so your arc was essentially from hard to really hard to then getting easier? Yep, yep. Yep. Which okay. that's, uh, yeah, if you're getting out, that's kind of how they. Right. Kinda yeah, kind of easy into, yeah. into society. Society yeah. with the rehabilitation. Yeah, yeah. What, you feel uh, rehabilitated? So it's <laughs> just totally no because you, you, whatever, created it for yourself. Oh, right? you have to. I mean, that's yeah. just it. Yeah. There's nothing. There is no there. program to right. get you back out into society that's meaningful. What were your, so we've asked on, on past. Uh, past podcast about the walk-in, I guess, like your first day in the prison. Is that, in your experience, is that actually a profound day at all, or is it oh, just... Oh, it is very profound. Is it? Yeah, okay. I can remember every single moment of that from leaving the county jail, which was Ramsey County, downtown, being shuffled and shackled, uh, put into a bus, which everyone called the Grey Goose, uh, with kind of the whole, if, if you ever, uh, this might be too old for most, but 48 hours Yeah, on that mm -hmm. bus with the bars and everything. Yeah, and kind absolutely. Of, yeah, the yeah. cages, and uh, that's it, exactly what it was. Uh, shackled from head to toe with five years and five months with nowhere to gizzo. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, getting up to St. Cloud, and I don't how many people have witnessed that monstrosity you should drive. No, I, I mean, I've driven yeah. by it a oh, hundred yeah, times. Oh my god, a hundred times, but I've never actually gone in. So there. I have to go up. I have to go past there probably at least five or six times a summer to go to uh, my wife's uh, family's cabin. Drive right past probably it. up in my fucking neck of the woods. Bro. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I'm going there yeah. for a bachelor. You know, party. I hang yeah. with the rich people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but the the moment that I remember the most out of that, well, two things. One is the door closing mm. once you get inside and it is i don't know if they do that on purpose but right. it's a very heavy clink yeah like you're, you're here i heard that when i got married hey <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah anyway. no comment so yeah. like when you walk to your cell is it like where everybody's yeah like are you holding your fish? folded hey, stuff? Booty. yeah yeah uh, oh you look cute <laughs> There, there is actually a lot of that, and it's it's very loud because um, you go through the E block, which is the orientation block. But before that, you go to quarantine, essentially, for 48 hours, which is solitary confinement. Um, but before you go through all that, so the door clinks. We're sitting in a holding tank before we, we get checked into our, you know, our prison blues and all that. And everybody's kind of talking about, you know, I'm just sitting there quiet. Everybody's talking about the crime, how long they got. 
And uh, this one guy was like, I don't know why you guys are bitching. I got life. And everybody was like, right. Okay, leave that guy alone. I think yeah. he killed his grandma, actually, for not making him spaghetti. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true, but it was. Hey, you got to fucking handle, you. be right. responsible for your own actions, man. Well, at the same time, it's like, you know, you, you think about and you try to quantify things. You're like, all right, well, at least I'm not him. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. Which is exactly what I was going to ask. Like, the hierarchy when you got to prison. So you said it was respect right away. That's just what it was, right? Like, you never really... Yeah, kind of when I... when I So we had a two days of quarantine, which when you're in solitary confinement, guys are in there from, you know, five days to 30 to 60 to... I mean, I think in, in St. Cloud, you could probably be up there uh, in there for up to six months or something like that. Just loud all hours of night, people talking, people talking shit, guys trying to talk to each other, people flying kites, all that kind of stuff. And you kind of try to people take it all. People flying kites? Yeah. Like they get like a string? Fishing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. String with the paper. And then yep. uh, is it notes or is there drugs or both or it's whatever? probably everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, all okay. that. Um, Did you ever get a kite? <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I sent yeah. some kites. I got some kites. Yeah. Um, but it was so it was it was that the clink the the spaghetti and then just getting stripped down and just getting essentially visually assaulted by the the COs. You know. Do they make comments on your body? <laughs> no, I, like I, I, I probably want to call another charge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, for real, just like you know, do they fuck with you or like? No, I, I did. I think one dude was like, yeah. "Damn, Jeter," but no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't. I didn't get you that. But just, I mean, being you know, and I, I had gone through that before because I had gone to county jail and then I was in Ramsey County and you got to strip down and all that and whatever. I mean, I, I played football. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Shower together and all that kind of fun stuff, but. Those guys I get raped in football. If you go to the Not, University yeah. of Minnesota. Not, Miami Dolphins. Too soon. Yeah, yeah. Too soon. That was God, that was damn. not me. I'm not <laughs> No. He's not affiliated with that particular rape. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, there were from you know from getting in there from the time I got out, there was things that uh, and you know I heard about. It's it's weird because you know people talk about different prisons around the country, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to put everything in perspective. Like, oh, California, man, you know this, that, and other thing. It's like, yeah, but people get raped here too. It yeah. might not be as often. People get it's stabbed just here. Ethnicities might, I mean, a guard yeah. just got killed like two weeks yeah. ago in yeah. Yeah. Stillwater. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, where do you, where do yeah. you want to go with that? Because there's... What, what, what's the... Um, so you get into prison right away. Did you feel... So it sounds like you, you were pretty comfortable, you know, in a sense. Like, I mean, you yeah. didn't feel that pressure to, like, I got to go yeah, fucking floor somebody. I, I don't have to go, yeah. like, no, pruning. No, once I got to E-Block and uh, one guy came... He actually had the clipping of... Uh, which was Shut well, I suppose, really well after I got like you're sentenced, a celebrity almost to, like to yeah, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, that's the mentality. I mean, what yeah, else yeah. do they have to do other than fucking right. look at news and so make like collages you have a stereotypical dude coming <laughs> to your cell, kind of like on like. Welcome. Got a lock of your hair. Like, Welcome, my brother. Newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, um, how do you figure out where you stand in the pri- or like who's in charge, who's in control? Like, I mean, was it evident right away that some gang controls this or? Well, I mean, there's factions, but I've always stood on my own two feet. So sure. me, I'm just there evaluating. I'm waiting for someone to come up to me and you know say something or do something. Yeah, you know, and then I'll react to it appropriately. And that actually happened when I finally got to Rush City, which was like four months later. 
I got into a block finally, and these two dudes came up to me, and they're like, hey, here's this list. Meaning, hey, go get this commissary. We'll protect you, or we're going to fuck you. I don't know what they were trying yeah, to say. Right, I was right. like, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, well, let's go let's go in my cell, and like, let's really evaluate this. And I just looked up at them, and they were like, oh, man, we're just <laughs> fucking with you. And I was like, yeah. And then they walked away. Okay. You know, so it's just like. Put you in the box. They tried to put you in the box. Well, if you're going to be a episode. punk, you're going to be a punk. Yeah, yeah. If you're not, you're not, you know. Yeah. So, they were trying to get a big, pretty punk right out of oh, the they, fucking gate. <laughs> they wanted me to buy some Christmas presents for everyone. Yeah. And it wasn't going down like that. Did you see guys succumb to that in a really sad or pathetic way? I, I, I think it's so hard to watch people, like, break uh, in that way, to, especially watch men break in that way. Um, any good, I don't know, observations of that? <laughs> uh, so, gosh, there was this dude, uh, he, his name was Bout It Bout It. <laughs> I know Bout It Bout It. Yeah, about it. yeah right. That was my nickname in high school, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, he actually got, I heard he got stabbed up in Stillwater. He owed some dude five bucks there playing poker. You know, dude was like, hey, let me get my money. He was like, man, I'll get you money when I, you know, all that type of stuff. And the dude was like, all right. When got a shank, stabbed him up. He ran around the cells, finally got in one, closed the cell, locked himself in. So he shipped him to Rush City. So he thought he came with this, like, clean record or something, but everybody kind of knew. So Everyone knew he was a bitch already, kind well, of? Well, yeah, but like, the, guys, the guys, the guys who went, you know, but the punks are just punks. So yeah. if you just go punk somebody, you just you punk them. And, uh, oh, man, so this dude came down one time with some some sheets that had some blood on them and was like, you know, about a, what do you want me to do with these? He's like, well, go clean the motherfuckers then. And I was like, why? He's like, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't, man. I was like, why am I sitting by you? You know, but again, at the same time, you had, because he had so, just, he had just wouldn't. To be clear for the listeners yeah. at home. So what you're saying is a guy got raped. Raped. Um, yep. yep. And then his sheets were bloody. <laughs> and you know, Jesus even at Christ. that point, I didn't really believe it. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, did you really just... So was it about it, about it who got raped? No, he raped some... He raped dude. somebody. Yep. And then he told him, go clean your own sheets. Essentially. Disrespectful. That... Disrespectful. So when you're sitting there, because you're thinking, like, what did you... Did you think that, oh, that guy just got raped and that's why he had the sheets? Or are you like, what the fuck is going on? I knew what happened, but I didn't want to accept that. Right. Yeah. I'm like, no, it, no. This no, doesn't happen here. So, I mean, were they sitting like you heard them bickering? The reason I knew what happened is because Bought It Bought It had petitioned to get into dude's cell because they had something going on. Bought It Bought It was, what, was buying the food. The dude was cooking it. So that's how you start to be a bitch, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Clean all the dishes. Like, I'll buy it. You cook it. You clean it. And then uh, after that, he, he got into his cell. And then one of the guys was like, man, you see them dudes in there wrestling? I'm like. Why, why are you wrestling? I said that when I was three. And, and that's when, when he's trying to see if he's got the upper hand on the dude. You know, yeah. it's just like this. He he plotted it out. And the only reason I knew that had, it, I, I knew it already, but the only reason I knew it had, had really gone down is because the dude's wife, had, they were all, you know, friends now. You know, they knew each other as girlfriends or wives or whatever. And John, uh, dude <laughs> told his wife and she told the guard uh, because they thought about it, about it had something or whatever, and they had everybody had to get checked out. He got shipped out. He got shipped out that way. And holy yeah. shit! Okay, I got to put There's this together again. To this. Yeah. Right. Oh. So basically, their uh, prison, whatever. He's his bitch, essentially. Yeah. But then they're they're friends with they're their wives or their wives. Yeah, swingers. swingers. <laughs> Fucking brutal swingers. <laughs> <laughs> I love prison stories. I mean, it's just so fucking. 
We had one where a guy, ah, whatever. Well, no, deaf and guy, yeah, deaf and oh, yeah, guy got deaf, butt raped. Deaf guy, but then there's yeah. the, I don't know if you saw the viral video, Greg, maybe you saw it, where uh, it was like the booty bandit. Oh, remember the, the booty bandit? Yeah, he was like, I, uh, he goes, I go up to him and I say, I like you. Yeah, I want you. And I want we you do this the easy way or the hard way. Yeah, that was on uh, uh, uh the HBL jump. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, with the Mr. Toss Salad Man. Yeah. Yep, yep. I did Jesus see that. Christ. Did so, you yeah. ever have, like, you know, the other ones we've had, there's been situations where, like, the guy was friends with someone, and he's like, you know, I thought we were, like, homies, like, we're the same guy going through this. And then all of a sudden, one day, he walked around a corner, and his homie was getting blown by some dude. It's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say, but there is a, 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 a gang who, within their bylaws, from what I heard, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a gangbanger, and I don't really run with those factions, but that if you're in there for over five years, it's okay for you to have a relationship with a male and you not to be... Yeah. Labeled gay, yeah. No, I right. have heard that because there was. I think it was a guy in Stillwater. I was talking to somebody that did time there, and they were like, "Oh yeah, there's this big jack motherfucker that just be in there raping everybody." But he's like, "No, I'm not gay because I've been in here for so long." And Dude, that, that it's kind of like I, inside, that might be the guy life. who I might know. Actually, I mean, really, who was in there with me because. Oh, man, yeah, we were. Uh, we're let's uh, out with it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, when we, uh, you're yeah, not going back. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't getting out no time soon. It was uh, was it in St. Cloud. I was there for such a short period, so I feel like it was Rush City. But those showers were individual. Must have been St. Cloud because uh, dude walked in, and everybody just knew to walk out. And really? the dude who nasty Nate shit. The dude who he just stopped. Just couldn't walk out, you know. Oh my and god! It was kind of like the easy way or the hard You're the way. The fucking like, smallest fish. Like you got cornered. You, it's were, were you prepared to deal with a situation where somebody bigger than you was like, "Yo, I'm taking that booty today." He's we, got the one hitter quitter, the, man. The, my booty was has not, will not. It, right, but yeah. I'm saying like, did you think Airtime. like, okay, if I, see, I'm I never in this thought situation, it was, it, I I'm never fighting to the death. I'm not a, I'm not a small guy. I'm not a, right. I'm not a big right. guy. Right. But He's not a target. I'm, I'm not a target. Right. Right? I'm not right. somebody that's gonna be like, okay. I know he's fine, but yeah, like, I'm 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 gonna let that right. one go. <laughs> Maybe three people, two to hold his arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about? Uh, so, I'm not asking at all if you understand. I guess what I'm wondering is, I've heard that for years. Obviously, like, oh, you know, once you're in there long enough, Jesus, you know, you fuck guy. Like, I love jacking off. All, forever, whatever, I'm free. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what the fuck, why getting in prison makes you... I was in my fourth year at Rush yeah. City with a uh, female guard who was not attractive whatsoever. But she looked like a 10. No, she no? still looked like a, a negative three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she took me back in this area to get some, you know, some... Uh, well, that was some shit or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what she was thinking. Yeah. And she was kind of looking at me, and I'm just like, <laughs> I just, I mean, I got some stuff back in my place that I can look at. <laughs> really? That's how far away from all that yeah. stuff. Like, it's, it's not, I'm getting out. So. She actually fucking yeah. hit on you? Like, offered you? She was, she was actually one of the guards when I got into that fight that just let it go. Really? Yeah. And, uh. She was definitely, yeah, looking she does for not some feel good about herself. Because you no. know, yeah, like I let it go, baby. How about you? Come? When I talk about negative two, damn, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, negative, negative. I'd two. have done it. 
course you would have. I, I, I'd do it. I'm out. <laughs> I'd go in to chase it. <laughs> in fact, I want the address. Where's that guard at? So I had a couple of cocktails. What do you want from me? Um, what, uh, of course, with Mrs. Noah's permission. Right. Um, pending that. Well, uh, We've heard a lot about uh, COs and their corruption, you know, just general, um, a lot of women prostituting themselves, um, the male guards bringing in drugs, stuff like that. What did you see in that? It all happened. Uh, One guy I knew had a relationship with a guard. She got shipped to a new place. He got to stay. Um, It kind of got hush-hush. Most of the drugs come in through the kitchen and the kitchen ladies, which when I got uh, a job in the kitchen, I... I didn't want to be there so badly, and I, I didn't really understand the rules when I was at Rush City. I thought if I got fired, I would only have to go to this certain unit for, like, 30 days. I can get a new job, but really it was 90, but it didn't matter. So me and this guy were like, all right, we got to get out of here because I didn't, I didn't want to be a part of any of that. Yeah. And I knew if I was there, eventually it would probably just lead to that somehow. Yeah. Are you and slick like that? Like, I mean, are you aware of everything going on sort of like aware, that? Yeah, yeah, aware okay. of it all. And yeah. so these fresh beautiful blueberry muffins just came out of the oven and we're in the middle of the kitchen the guard stations there with the cooks or the outside work all females why are we doing that yeah yeah about it so we go over there we just start buttering the blueberry muffins we were not supposed to touch this shit just start (laughs) eating i mean they were so good yeah it was like a moment (laughs) in time you can have it too you're going back well normally when i get them they're you know Three days right. old, you know, they're, they're yeah. frozen and whatever, and we're just eating it. And the guards and the, they're looking at us. They're like, "Are these motherfuckers yeah. eating?" <laughs> so the one chick's gonna, she goes, "What are you guys doing?" And we're like, "Oh, we're just taste testing. You know, we're trying to figure out if these are good enough for the inmates." So she looks at us. She walks back in. And the guard comes out. Well, she was pretty cool. She's like, uh, "Guys, you're fired. Like, <laughs> right, right. Here, you guys got to go to uh, the shoe." Uh, but that's how badly I didn't. I didn't care what the consequence. I had to get out of there because I didn't want to be. Right, because yeah, you were saving it yourself essentially. What what um, you were in for a riot? I wasn't. Well, uh, yeah, there was a riot, and um, I watched I watched a CEO get beat up, and then there was a, a larger riot in another unit, and we were locked down for it was three months, and that that is you're in your cell with your celly uh, for no, we only got out for. 10 minutes for a shower for three months. Wow. All of our food came through the, through the pass through. We had garbage in there for days. What does your door look like? How about your vit? Like, is it concrete walls? Do you have a little window or is it full? Uh, window? We, there's an outside window. That's probably uh, a foot by maybe three that you can see outside. And the same on the door. How big is the cell in general? Is it like six by eight or six? I think it's, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, my arms could probably touch each side. Oh, fuck. Oh, so fuck six by man. six more with like? With another person in there? And God. did with, you like your cell? With your toilet. And I mean, sheer luck? Who, who uh, I had one dude who came in, they, and his, his nickname was Doodoo. So I oh, knew that was going to be an issue. Yeah. I got him out. But I, I pretty much had my, I could say I want this dude or that dude. or Why? Just because people liked you? Or they you just were, liked me. I mean, I was, so I had... Probably multiple things going on, but the things I can Good think looking. of right now <laughs> are the one hitter quitter, yeah. uh, just trying to do my thing and get out. Right. And then also, uh, if the guys who run the prison, if they had a team, they wanted me on it. Okay. Basketball, softball. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. so. You had the OGs looking out for you. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely had the OGs. 
looking out for me. So I think what? everyone's worst nightmare in prison is someone, you know, like just trying to do your time and then someone coming to you making problems. Like, especially like a CEO or something like and that. And that was most guys that, so to be an individual with inside that setting is a very difficult thing to navigate. And you got to be able to play your cards right at the right time every single time to be able to do that. The one-off guys, they don't, they don't really make it. Really? Yeah, they don't. They're either buying, they're buying protection, or they're not protected. So, so. I guess if you want to say. How did you like? Were there any close moments for you? Like anything where, where was, it was like, oh boy, that that could have gone either way, and I got lucky, kind of. There was that one fight, and I really, I, I wanted that to happen as as much as I don't want to say that. Yeah. I really because he was just a bully in the unit. And his his kind of set let him kind of just run around, and he was just he was on some bogus shit, and yeah. somebody had to check him. Yeah, what are the gangs that um, uh, that are big in Rush City and St. Cloud? Like, I mean, the natives really had the lock on the day to day. If it really was an uprising, the blacks had it because we just had more people. But the the dudes you didn't fuck with were the pistoleros. Really, a small faction of a Mexican gang. I don't know where the where they were from. You just they were a very small faction, but it didn't matter what was going on. Nobody Mexicans with them. and Gap Asian gangs, up. fucking scary dudes, man. And with the pistoleros, man. With the right pistoleros. So hold on, why were they scary? I don't. They had something outside of. I, I didn't ask any questions. Yeah, there's something right, about right. Mexican cartel. You just like, oh, they, gangs, like, they, don't, no, they, they, they took the rap. They took the rap for somebody that did something. They were just gonna do their time. They sat down. They were quiet, or something was going on that was. I, again, I didn't try to get to the next level. I, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. know. Right, right. And with the riots going back, like, how does a prison riot start? Like, how did it start? Like, was it? Okay, guys, we're all gonna ride on this day. Where like two people started, two people started, and then everybody the goes happened. on. You definitely knew about it before it was about to happen. Um, my role within it was watch, enjoy, and then get to my cell and and go ahead and lay down. Because uh, you knew someone was gonna go after that CL. Yeah, well, there was a CL in particular in, in our unit on uh, Rush City that just. So uh, say you ever, so in, in Rush City, you work, and then when you come back, you have flag. You're out for a certain amount of time. You go in, you get count. You, we have count. You get counted. Everybody's counted. We come back out for flag. And during the flag time, which that just means everybody's out of their cells. It's free roaming within the um, unit. That's when most guys would go take a shit. And mm -hmm. when you go take a shit, normally you just had something you would tape up on your door to cover your window because just to try to have some type of privacy. This dude, he would wait for somebody to do that and walk up and rip it down. Because you're not supposed to do it, but most right. CEOs know you're just in there taking a shit. They don't want to see right. you take a shit, so yeah. they leave but, it I mean, up. there's guys yeah. in there doing tattoos and all that type of shit, sure. too, but come on. Like, right. yeah. Let a guy take a shit, right? So you used to always do that. The uh, lieutenant, over taking the shit. lieutenant <laughs> in the unit knew that we were gambling. He'd let us because we have a bunch of cars. We'd have never have any... You didn't have money, but any kind of commissary on, on the table. Playing on ass. You just have, you know, cars to play with. And he'd come around and be like, this, this is over here. <laughs> Get all, and he would just like, no one ever know who owed who. he just wrap it up. And then uh, two guys just said, I mean, they, they were lifers anyways. They're like, yeah, we're going to fuck this dude up. So uh, when do you guys, like, you guys get your visits in, do whatever you got to do. We're about to fuck this dude up. So you, you get like a week. 
Kari people. Yeah. Really? And I don't know how they didn't That's really so realize that. Oh, it was yeah, very super considerate. And I don't know how, the, but the prison, they monitor your calls. I don't know how much they do because they record them, but yeah. how do you not know this is not, you know, if I'm right. calling like, hey, hey, you want to come up and see me this especially weekend? Especially when like, it's every yeah. inmate's like, exactly. yo, you got to get here by the fifth. Right. They just say it. No one's How listening. aware were you when you were talking? You know, you know the prison is listening. Everyone knows that. Were you in that situation? Were you really like trying to hide what's going on or were you just kind of like, I knew from the onset because somebody put me on it. When uh, at my visit had, had gone through, I would tell them at the actual visit. Okay. Or face to face. I'm like, hey, if I call you and I say such and such, it's time to come see me because you won't be able to see me for like two or three months. Huh. The Mexicans have boots the on. Me- yeah, the Mexicans have boots on. Ali Sadiq. Yeah. It's going down. Yeah, he knew that was the code for that there's about to be a riot. Yeah. And you said the Mexicans oh, have really? boots. Um, yeah. So that was your code word. No, not yours. Just a one-up no. Gabe's Norm McDonald. Yeah. From <laughs> thing. Black comics, man. Get involved. All right. Um, so so in, the, in the riot, like, what did they do to start? They just went after the CEO or CEO, CO. <laughs> I'm the CEO of the prison. Hey, that's slap Jermaine no, Dupree, no, 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 man. man. Did they start? Was it like fires where people are just like destroying everything? Or was it there just There was one where it was, yeah, a bunch of burning and, and flooding the toilets and all that. I do that. In a unit. Yeah. Just from shit, just though. From yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't flush my T-shirt down there. Uh, but, uh, and then, uh, I mean, if there was a, you know, a pretty uh, a, a larger fight where people, I mean, rocks and socks. The biggest thing that guys you should do in the, is like the Rush City thing, or maybe it was all Minnesota prisons, but we had these hot pots. But they had regulators on them, so guys would take the regulators out so they'd actually boil. Mm-hmm. And they'd put honey in there. And then they'd Fuck throw, that. They would, they would throw Serino it on you, so the honey that. would, yeah. Because it'd fucking stay on you and yeah. burn. Yeah, burn he told us about yeah. that. Yeah. How oh, your prisoners are when, all the same. So when everybody's, <laughs> when, everybody's, when everybody's riding then, do they, when the COs come in to break it up, is it like the tear gas comes in or what, like, is it scary? get you guys out? Yeah, you? Like How do they break that up? I'm normally in my cell by them, but they have a cert team that they kind of have on standby all the time that does all that. You know, they're geared up and all that, and they finally, I mean, it takes them a little bit to get there, but because all the, the normal COs that are there, they don't, they don't do shit. Right. Once that starts, they lock Dipped. up. Yeah, they're out of there, and then kind of just, it's crazy for a while. And so, so as the guy is trying to do his time and get out, though, I mean, were you just, like, is it, do you have some anxiety around it? Because it's like, fuck, you know, you could easily get roped into something, I would think, you know, that could keep you there longer. Yeah, and that's why, I mean, like the kitchen, for instance, I knew that that wasn't a place for me. Yeah. I had to get out of there because right. I could even if I could either get roped into to saying, okay, right, Max the over there, some Molly or some weed or something, try it one time, you know, just Taking have some fun Molly for one prison. night. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm just sort of depressed <laughs> right. now. Especially yeah. it takes some, like, ecstasy to right. right. or something. <laughs> And, uh, you know, or be accused of something I didn't do or somebody planned something or whatever. So I knew I had to get out of that environment. It's just like, you just got to right. see and make moves. Any other, what was the lowest moment or how, or what was the most inhumane thing you saw in prison or ugliest thing? Probably the sheet rape, huh? Or the sheets. My, my lowest moment that? was actually uh, after I met with... Um, uh, with uh, the guy's mom, they got all, they all got to leave and go home or sit together, go to a coffee shop and talk to it. I went to a holding cell after, and I was by myself and I had no one to talk to. Yeah. And finally, when I got out of that, I was able to call someone. I, and uh, I just we talked for a while. And it was just like, 
I needed to express like what was going on, but it was like an hour after it all happened. And I'm just yeah. sitting there with all that weight of what yeah. just happened with no one to talk to except for me just to think about it. So I would say that was probably the lowest and maybe the most poignant moment sure. of, yeah, of my incarceration. Um, How about best moment? Was there anything that was like, fucking this, this is almost kind of fun today. Yeah, did you laugh? I hit yeah. a home run out of Rush City Prison. That's awesome. <laughs> Did you say, let me go get the ball? That's a hell of a I, thought I, was, I, thought I, at, I thought I was at Wrigley. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I hit it. Everyone, 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 everyone back in. I go, no, the ball's a prisoner, too. You <laughs> just everyone stopped, and everybody was just like, that That was another mark. That was another respect mark yeah. right there. It was it when you guys play, like, was it, I'm guessing you played you against, play against other inmates? We're playing football against the guards. We did like have Adam a, Sandler. we did have a, uh, inmate against guards, uh, basketball team, which, uh, so weird. I'm we the inmates won. Yeah. We just, oh, I dunked on everybody. I dunked yeah. on my own team. <laughs> I was having so much fun. No, who was who? <laughs> so what do you, so did you have a Fifi? <laughs> What's that? Oh, okay, good. Oh, I know more about the thing with the like cantaloupe. Something to fuck. Yeah. Uh, Rotten yeah. avocado. Nah. No. no. You okay. start exploring that stuff, then all of a sudden you're in some dude's booty. So. I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I thanks know. for the advice. <laughs> yeah, you can't pull the hair on avocado. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> so, so near. <laughs> Are these two separate episodes? No. <laughs> what? Uh, how about, so now you're getting near the end, I guess, right? I mean, is there anything big that we're missing? Of, like, prison stuff? Oh, I, I, did, I you, know have a, tons of did you have a countdown on the wall? Like, do you keep a chalk? No. I, I was, four lines in the slant? I was counting down years, I think, until, like, my last six months. Mm. Do or you five have, months. What do you dream about when you're in prison that long? Like, do you start having prison dreams? Or do you have dreams about being out? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not big on actual dreams. You know, dreams. What was... What <laughs> was fucking dreams, fam. Yeah. Right. I'm, not paying for extra, I'm not paying extra pressure. Uh, <laughs> other other than, like, just general freedom, like, what was the one thing that you missed most while you were in prison? Uh, okay, 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 that makes sense. Though. Food. That was a gimme. Food. Okay. Yeah, that Food. Was, that was They're a, the same uh, things. So, okay. How about the day you got out? Like, what What was that like? Who greeted you? How does, you know, what's that like? So, it How wasn't, a, it wasn't a typical, like, they opened the gate it's and you not? come running out. No, <laughs> I, I had gone to a work release, uh, which was in St. Paul. And then um, the first day, I, I like a two-hour two pass. And that first day, I went to my parents' house and just kind of hung out with the family and Kind of kept it real low key and quiet, and then I went and got some booty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did people treat you getting out with this? Then, like, I mean, really, like, you see old friends. You have one of your old friends here, yeah. uh, you know, tonight, and and you know, it must have been odd for them at first because they don't know what you've been through. They don't know if you've been someone's right. and fucking. I'm sure the punk. story probably morphed over what actually happened into what people now believe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it has. Um, you know, f fortunately for me, and I'm, you know, going to call it blessed or lucky. Or I wouldn't say whatever, blessed. Whatever it is. <laughs> I, I have I'm a sure. good group of, of people that's all, that have always supported me. My, my visiting list was always full. I always had money on my books to be able to call Jeez. people. I Really? I people would just give money or oh, whatever? Dude, yeah. My guys, they would put money together like every month and just send me money. Really? You lose not even good white people, man. Right. God <laughs> damn. I got to give it up for you guys for sticking behind them, man. That was 
fuck? White. Did you rap? Not white power, <laughs> but white. He's yeah. gonna drop an album when he gets out. Let's uh, Jeter happy. Did you ever have any like random? You hear about people that will from the outside will fall in love with inmates. Did you ever have like a random person that? Oh, you of the course time? he did. Are you so kidding me? I fell in love with Instagram would have been out. You could have been the dude. Oh yeah, it's, you could have been. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. thought of right away. I was like, he reminds me of the fucking uh, the model guy yeah, who's that, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That should have been him. That yeah, could have been you. Come on, Jeets. So I, uh, I I was actually on the news uh, after I was in um, because a similar story happened. And I think I actually wrote the um, the station. I was like, I don't know why this is happening. Kids don't understand. I, it was something. And they came in to interview with me inside the prison. And after that, there was there was a lot of mail. How many? Like, oh, for was, real, how much? There was a lot of mail. Like girls mail in their Hold pants. Hold on. No, no, no. I want to know <laughs> because I mean I don't know if I can listen, quantify. There I've were... had comedy shows where I have like one lady, <laughs> one fifty-eight-year-old lady, fucking sends me a note. I, I would say probably probably fifteen or twenty women that fifteen that or twenty. Yeah. Any, God damn. God, I'm gonna show you a picture of my wife, Mrs. Noah. Let me know if she's one of these senders because she's, <laughs> she's she's always looking at Tevin. I know she distant. likes yeah these mochas. Um, what? what <laughs> any cute ones? There were. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then what is it, like, do you look at, because, I mean, all white ladies, right? Because uh, white all. ladies are fucking crazy. Yeah, like majority. That. They love, majority, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they love that. Uh, yeah, good credit scores and whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what uh, uh, and I, I don't even want to fucking say, ask this question, but I forgot, and I don't want to end this on a down note because it's so fucking fun, but it's a real question. So, you've been through this thing, you fucking own it, you talk about it, um, I respect it. Absolutely. And then, you know, I got to stalk you through Facebook and I see how you're living your life, at least via Facebook. It looks, you know, good. And uh, he's got a family and all that. He's got his own business. He's a motivated Fuck. guy. Yeah, I know. And he's I love that you're prison. further than me and you I know. did six years. You you actually had <laughs> like, I went, yeah, I went you had like every school. advantage. Yeah, I had yeah. all of it. Yeah, five years, he's, five months and was sentenced on March 5th and what was my number? Five. <laughs> was it? My favorite yeah. number. I was like, damn, I wish my number, favorite number was one. What was two. your prisoner? <laughs> yeah. That was how many years? 211142. 211142. Uh, I'll always remember that. Yeah. For sure. Do you have the clothes? Like, I mean, oh, do, you, I, I, do you have any, yeah, keepsakes? I stole my shirt. <laughs> yeah. Like, do they, like, let you keep that? No, or? they don't want you. I was like, yep, I'm keeping this. Oh, so, that's awesome. I, I got y'all. I do have a question. God, I wish we could hang it on the wall for a week or something. <laughs> Put in the shadow. Absolutely, in. yeah, we should. That's fucking awesome. Before, I would love that. Well, it was actually my shirt. It was, something, it was like a three X, but I wanted one. Right. Yeah. Do you share that? Like, you, you're not shy about your story, and how is it? Like, is it something that you share with your children? That's a or? fucking yeah, question I was building good. to, yeah, Greg. Exactly. Okay, well, goddamn, my fault, fam. We've been kids. here an hour and a half. I know, I know. I know. All right, go ahead and answer Greg's question. All right, no, that's, that's a great no, well, that's that a good is, question. Yeah, get Greg, that's mm -hmm. a good question. Good yeah, question. I mean, because you're not shy about it, but is it something like, yo, this is dad's life? Because you are a father now, right? I am, yeah. yeah. And uh, my kids are too young. I have a daughter that's three, about to be four, and my son's about 16 months, and they're just too young for it. But as soon as I feel like they're old enough to understand that, totally. And I was talking to my buddy um, on the break about uh, a time when I went out to speak because I... When I went to Minimum, there was this program where you go out to speak to high schools. I was like, yeah, that's I, I got to get this message out. Not only about um, the incident, but also foster care and mm -hmm. living in Minneapolis. Food, you know, all the different things that a lot of kids can connect with and try to identify with. Um, but uh, the guys, uh, 
I think it was his cousin, was in the classroom that I spoke to, and no one knew. No one knew this. Mm-hmm. And this is probably like the probably why I don't hold as much weight to all this as I do is because I spoke, she went and told her aunt and said, you know, hey, he totally took responsibility. Everyone seemed to learn so much. We have kids in our class that, you know, are in certain situations. They went up and talked to him after. He gave him good advice, blah, blah, blah. And she, through my lawyer, said, you know, hey, I, she said, I'm proud of you. I really appreciate you out there getting this message out. So that's like. Wow. Yeah. Like what more can you ask for than that out of such a. That's funny because my situation. experience, so we did a four-part thing or whatever it was about my heroin addiction. Yep, four parts. Yep, and I got contacted by someone who does that kind of thing. They're like, do you want to come talk to a school about yeah, <laughs> I don't drugs? know why stuff? you said no. Oh, my God. I was like, in my mind, I was like, I am such a fucking loser. I have fucked up so much. I'm just saying for me here, okay, because mine's a different thing. Mine's, like mine's a, yeah, me it's more doing heroin. Yeah, yeah, it's like m- yeah. my own thing. And then I'm going to go and like, like that's how much I fucked up my life that they want me to go talk to young kids so they don't fuck up their lives <laughs> like, like I did. did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's, it was like, this is fucking insulting. It seems like, but and you have a real fucking thing that a real message to fucking pass on. Yeah. I, and mine is like, I still like drugs, you know, in general, just don't, don't take like them too much. That drug. Yeah. I can't, take them. Like, I can't do drugs, but you guys should, <laughs> you know, like, got experience. I can just drink. You, don't yeah. get so too deep. you talked about like the mom was there all the time. Like, did the dad ever say anything to you? So it's interesting. Uh, his father uh, died. I don't know the, all the circumstances, but somehow he fell and hit his head and passed away. And his mother was a single mother, and oh. you know, there's one that I that Tevin and I talked about. We had a meeting yesterday, and just wondering. Uh, and this is a weird thing to ask, uh, but what, what's of all your life? Let's just the fight, prison, whatever. Just generally in your life, what's the biggest pair of tits you ever seen in your life? <laughs> like Jeez. here. <laughs> I was actually on a, on a dude at Rush City. All right. <laughs> I like it. Shout out to Rush City. By the way, we do get uh, slaps in prison, by the way, because we got uh, the uh, crypt from episode four oh, is in the joint. Listen. Shout out to... to uh, what did we call him? Hold on. We better I'm trying to care. remember his fucking uh, prison it name. Wasn't, it wasn't Jitty. It nope. was... Oh, yeah, what I know. About, do we call him, oh, Kilo. Kilo. Kilo Grams, motherfucker. Shout, Shout out, out to Kilo Grams. What up, Kilo? Crit. What up, cuz? What up, fucking... Kilo. I miss Kilo. Dude, oh, was he was the man, man. Free my nigga. So, yeah, Kilo, yeah. <laughs> Mine, too, but I don't say that. So, anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you thanks very much, me. man, for I coming on. It. Really thanks great story. You're a fucking... Again, yeah, let's get a little deeper in there. Thanks for listening. Uh, that's our episode this week. Um, again, apologies to uh, Greg Coleman for cutting his uh, really hilarious and disgustingly wrong joke that he did at the end. And uh, in fact, if you want to know that joke, write him directly. I'm sure he would love to recount it or write me and I'll, I'll yeah. blow him out of the water. Or, or you can go to one of his comedy shows coming up and he'll, he'll tell you afterwards. That's right. He's going to be, uh, check out Greg if... Uh, it's out this week. He'll be at Goonies in Rochester, Minnesota, right? Yep. Yeah, he'll be uh, September 28th and 29th at Goonies Comedy Club. That's on Rochester, Minnesota, 7.30 and 10 o'clock are those shows. Otherwise, he will be at, uh, up in Michigan 
on October 5th at Dr. Grin's Comedy Club. And Great then, club. What's I like that? that. You it's like fun, that club? Yeah, yeah, it's a fun club. And then November 8th, he'll be here back in town at uh, Acme with Mike Lester, who also was on the show. Yes. Otherwise, yeah, you can go to uh, Greg, ColemanComedy.com is his website, and you can check all his upcoming dates and information out. But I don't know why the fuck you go there when you could be at ProfessionConfession.com, or better yet, seeing me and Tevin in Fargo. Yep. Uh, Front Street Tap Room. Front Street Tap Room. Front Street! Front Street Tap Room. Where we will have the t-shirts on time. Goddamn yep. right. And posters, maybe. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be there. It's going to be uh, really fun, probably a booze fest. Um, if you are a Patreon listener, or whatever, if you're... If you donate. Up, yeah, if you're in the Fargo area and you donate to our Patreon, hit me up. I will fucking get your ass in there for free. Yes. I, don't, I can't guarantee that there's too many, <laughs> but I don't think that, you know, whatever. Like, fucking let's do it. Or if nothing else, I'll buy you a goddamn drink. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm a whatever. Check us out and check out that animation by Doug Kahlberg. Share it. Please share it because Facebook thinks I'm a f Russian spy and it made me certify that I was an American. That Facebook sent me snail mail to my house that I had to sign off for. Then I get approved with that. Like, okay, now you can pay to boost your posts and then i try to boost it and they're like no no this is violent political content you can't boost that and it's like we spent a lot of money to make this fucking thing and put a lot of time into it i'm very proud of it and i can't spread it around so please do it for me so yeah i mean anyway thank you for listening uh and listening to us blather on but uh god damn it hit us up on facebook please share the episodes Please compliment me if you see me in public. Say something nice about me physically. Um, you know, uh, put your hands on my body. I don't give a shit. I do. But, uh... You know.